Join us this week for our landmark episode as we count down to the best and worst of the 1980s in kaiju cinema history. This is Kaiju vs. History, 100th episode special on the 1980s Kaiju Recap. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome to the 100th installment of our historical look at all things Kaiju history. This is your host with the most monkey business, Patrick, and joining me is my prehistoric partner turned radioactive co-host, Miles. How are you, Miles? Thank you for not associating me with monkey business. I think I wrote that (laughs) intro to call you a, a monkey business, Miles, and... Yeah, I, no I, I, I see. I see this uh, at one point, <laughs> like this was switched, and I appreciate that. Um, oh, I am not associated with any of that. So we're doing double duty this week, aren't we? Yeah, we like every season. We are finishing off by talking about uh, doing a recap for the 1980s this year. So season four was all of the the films that we looked at for that decade. We're, we're going to c- c- compare and contrast our reviews, talk about them. But also, because this is our 100th episode, we're going to talk about the the development of Daikaiju Asia over the last 60 years and talk about some of the series and how the mostly four decades that we've had on this podcast so far have kind of how they have fallen historically, you know, both at the time where they were coming out versus now us looking at them upwards of 70 years later. So, yeah, for the 100th episode, we got a lot of movies to talk about, Miles. But, um, oh boy, I did not realize we were doing all this. Or this yeah, we got this is a long episode. One of the first things that we do in these is we talk about the films that we didn't review are omissions from our cultivated list. And there's a lot. We we really have focused in Daikaiju cinema as being the, the monster movies about giant named kind of special monsters as opposed to just large monster uh, creatures or, or animals. And as opposed to being like, I don't know. A stampede of of monsters, I guess, would have been another way to say it. Where that, for the most part, these movies are about character bad guys and good guy monsters that have their own story. So the things that we're leaving off don't really fall into that list, but are what I would call kaiju like films. H- have you ever seen this first one on the list, Miles? I I haven't, and I immediately regret it because I am a big Nessie fan. Yeah, nineteen eighty ones. The Loch Ness Horror is by self-styled schlockmeister of monster movies, Larry Buchanan, whose name maybe rings a bell. Uh, he's a lot of 70s kind of like horror movies, but yeah, makes Nessie into a, you know, not really a kaiju sized threat, but I mean, a, a cryptid killer in this movie. So, I mean, there, there are several Nessie type films that I think could potentially pop up. The one that comes to my mind possibly is Incident at or Beneath Loch Ness and Incident <laughs> at Loch Ness. This one has a great original poster. Like <laughs> terrible it, reviews, though. But no, but like looking at that poster, I'm like, oh, I mean, this is feels like some of the 50s stuff we watched 
all that, you know, depths of whatever that you maybe watch. Well, it's, um, it's so funny because, yeah, the in the 1970s, we, we had on our list originally for a long time, the movie Tentacles mm-hmm. and almost to the point where I was almost purchased going to purchase art for it. But, you know, looking back on it, it's really not a kaiju movie. It's like barely a Jaws ripoff movie. <laughs> so it, it did not get on the list. And yeah, you know, probably rightly so. The Loch Ness Horror shouldn't be on there as well. It is a great poster. And yeah, the, po- the poster is awesome. And I mean, I'm looking at stuff from the actual movie and yeah, it a hundred percent probably shouldn't be on this list, but so- I mean, again, just just to be devil's advocate, neither should most of the eight movies that we watched. <laughs> no way. King Kong lives as Kaiju for real. <laughs> I'm not talking about King Kong lives. Oh, you're talking about the 1970s. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about most of the yeah, garbage you made me watch then. But yeah, also King Kong in general. But yeah, this but see the, the difference is those movies are playing off of like Kaiju themes at the very least this one doesn't care less this one i don't think is and no i mean i'm looking i'm looking at a a gift from this movie now and it literally looks like a theme park ride on awry yeah it's like Um, it's got like a two or a three on on imdb letterbox no but i i do think if someone were to make a awesome nessie movie it could easily be in in contention for kaiju cinema and i think so steven alt steve alton who wrote the the Meg series and the subsequent you know movies that they were based off mm-hmm. also wrote a novel called The Lock about the Lock Next Monster right. and I believe they are making a film based off that so we oh, might get some Nessie in the future. I was about to say um, if they do a crossover with the Meg, that's that's well, a movie so I watch. In novels, they did. That's um, hilarious. I, I don't think the Loch Ness Monster crossover, but characters from the Lock novel oh, no. crossover into the Meg series. At some point in time, we—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a weird shared universe. But uh, I'm, I'm the, again, I've been a big fan of these giant creatures my entire life. So <laughs> we got, we got uh, a lot I, of I would, I would, lo- I would love to see a Loch Ness monster movie uh, make the list that isn't Reptilicus kind of type <laughs> yeah. movie. Oh, what, um, what else we got on this list? We have so many. We got to get through them. Uh, 1982 saw. An amazing animated film from Studio uh, Ghibli and director uh, Hayao Miyazaki depicting an uh, a post-apocalyptic world where giant monsters have laid waste to everything and is covered by megafauna and alien-looking bugs. We're, of course, talking about Nazca of the Valley of the Wind, one of my favorite animated films it's of all time. a masterpiece. I'm kind of and bummed we're not talking about that movie. I was about uh, to say, I, I debated putting this on here just because I love it so much. Also, it this movie's is... coming back into theaters this summer. By the time this episode airs, it's probably already been out. I think they said it was July 17th. Yeah, it, it's, it's if it's not my top Ghibli film, it is top three for, for certain yeah. Um, so my part- partner's never seen this movie. And we, uh, oh when we saw The Flash, there were like two different trailers for Nausicaa. And she's really? like, why have I not seen this movie? And I'm like, one, we own the Blu ray. But also, like, yes, let's see this on the big screen because this movie's a masterpiece. It does have a kaiju legacy of of sorts, as it, there's like a brief scene in, in the animated film, but there's a, an, uh, a CGI prequel short. That came out a few years back that depicts the initial destruction of Tokyo that was produced. It might have been 2020 when 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 this came out, but which um, is weird because I don't I don't 
picture Miyazaki being down with like CGI stuff. Well, so th- this is, you know, I mean, I think it might have been produced by Toho, but it shows one of like the giant walker creatures like appearing over Tokyo and, and destroying it. Ooh, and I, I, gotta, I gotta check this out. I, I did not know about this. Oh, definitely. That's awesome. It, it's a great short. Uh, we're we're going to do an episode where we just talk about all kaiju shorts, but yeah, it did make the list because it's really not about a single monster. No, it's more I mean, akin to 1954's The Them, I would say. And, and like, they're like, watch that though, a threat, yeah. But that was like the formation of the kaiju genre, like, it hadn't solidified yet. Whereas, I know, I look, I'm, I, I'm legit just looking for a reason to watch Nausicaa again, <laughs> yeah. I, it, but it is definitely, it has like kaiju like themes, it's just, it is, it is much more. I mean, if you were like, hey, do you want to watch a kaiju movie and someone put on Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind and be like, uh, I don't know if you know what a kaiju film is. Sure, uh, sure. You know what a great film is, though, because that movie is a masterpiece. Another one we didn't put on the list because it is also not technically a theatrical release. It's not technically a it's not technically release. release at all <laughs> is Daikon's Return of Ultraman, a 1983 short farcical directorial debut of one Hideaki Anno, who who would go on to create the Evangelion series. But here we get to see him. And then, and then the also direct a Godzilla film, an Ultraman film. <laughs> work with the effects crew of the Gamera Heisei films. This is a, a fan parody short that, that he made. And I think it's worth watching. And I just want to mention it because... Well, it, it has some great direction, some great. Uh, not only that, but it's it. it's it's really a, a, a watershed moment within the the anime medium and mm-hmm. within Ano's career. I mean, this this leads to the creation of of the company that creates like, you know, what's that movie called? Holomise? So much came out of the the Daikon. Holomise, I think. Convention. Um, yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, that, that's specific, yeah, but like his what's the company called? A Galax? Yes, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna talk um, more about Hideaki Ano when, when we yeah, talk we, about we, we will. But Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, that 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 short is. I mean, <laughs> I I cannot stress enough what a big deal that short was when it came out. I I do want to 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 hear your thoughts on the next one because I don't necessarily disagree, but I wouldn't. I mean. Because it's not on our covered list of films, I can yeah. be like, okay, yes, it's it's a kaiju like, even though it's for about fifteen seconds. But yeah, go, let's talk about our next one. Uh, yeah, well, you could you could uh, set it up. What's what's the kaiju film from nineteen eighty four that we we skipped uh, over to watch the, Godzilla instead? <laughs> so the the film that was released around the legit week of my birth was nineteen eighty four's Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's, there's a giant Stay Puft marshmallow, marshmallow Man, man one he, of the he, greatest giant monsters of all time. No, he scales there. a giant New York City building, very sure. much like King Kong. And, you know, we I mean, can, I, so so because we're putting it on a kaiju like list, I, I see the scene yeah. that, that you're talking about. But the movie itself is certainly not not it's a not kaiju adjacent kaiju. movie. Yeah, no, I mean, it is kaiju. It's not daikaiju really adjacent. I will say for that very short sequence, they made one of the most amazing miniatures, some great oh, pseudimation. It's some, phenomenal. Some great animation kind of bits that like go along with it. And like I, I, I low key want to see Godzilla versus Dave Puff Marshmallow Man, even though I know that that fight is two seconds long, because as soon as Godzilla lets loose, uh, let, let's loose his atomic breath. It's s'mores time. Well, I want I want to see them animate the Statue of Liberty and fight. You know, actually have a kaiju battle. Yeah, the the, the American Daimajin. <laughs> yeah, well, they, 
<laughs> they were talking about uh, I think one of the original scripts did have something akin to a kaiju sized fight in the second movie, but I don't know. Yeah. So sick. Like this whether is... it was like the state puff marshmallow and returned or the Statue of Liberty versus Vigo the Park Carpathian giant size would have been awesome. But yeah, the, the same logic is why another film from 1984 didn't make our kaiju list, which some people might consider kaiju, which is Dune. <laughs> because of the worms? They are giant, giant worms in the film. They, and they, they, they are, are kind of by proxy. And I'm looking at the list of movies on here. Beetlejuice saying on your list. Beetlejuice. They have the giant sandworms, too. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. But I mean, I would say the, the argument for Dune is they are the focus of the film. Like they are the I mean, reason for people being there. They have kind of like a mystic power source with the spice melange. And to a degree, we do get to see a rampage sequence where they're like destroying buildings and like taking out armies. And but yeah, the thing might is, see it again this fall, too. They're, they're not a a single character. They're more like a force of nature. And they're also not unnatural in any way to Arrakis. They are like the well, a normal part of Arrakis. So that's the thing is like, do we define kaiju films by what we set on Earth? Like are giant are giant creatures not the same thing if it's elsewhere? Yeah, that 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 is kind of a thing. If, if if it was about a single mythical giant worm on dune i think it probably could fit in that category but it is is really about like you know, yeah so otherwise they are just the oh they're creatures on this planet so well, yeah, it's the same thing about nausicaa you know it is like a ton of these these bugs or yeah not like or or king kong bug. not no king kong is very much a named character with a a prerogative it miles he gets busy in uh king kong lives that they should right. call it king kong gets busy I mean, uh, I, I made a similar joke that was much more R-rated uh, in our personal <laughs> texts about that movie. The next film was from 1988, and it was one that helped us define what makes a kaiju movie is specifically excluding this one, which is 1988's The Blob. Phenomenal movie. It is great, a great, great, great movie. movie. It is a great remake. I would put it up there with... John Carpenter's thing as far as like rebooting a 1950. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I still would put the thing higher, but I agree oh, yeah. with you. I think I think this this really kind of cuts to the chase of what makes the blob scary and and they're able to do it again. And especially with cutting edge technology of the time, it does look sillier now. But when you were watching this movie in 1988, like I remember being a kid and that movie scared the crap out of me. And I mean, it's, it's a really well done remake. Um, but I also I also see why this movie is not on the list. Well, we, we even though we specifically decided to define Kaiju as right, like a, a, a sentient a sentient creature, creature and we, with like a personality find the blob. Yeah. And the blob, yeah, is more just like a force of nature. It has horror elements, of course, but for the most part, but, but also great movie. Seek it out. It's phenomenal. I think you could, with just a few tweaks, turn the blob into a kaiju movie. Because there's so many movies about creatures getting bigger and bigger as the movie goes on and eventually taking out buildings. This one, it stops just like if it had 20 more minutes, you know, and we got to see like a scene of them having to nuke the blob at the end. Like, I, I feel like it would have crossed over into to kaiju territory. Great film. Kaiju like 
is the closest, I think, of of these films to, to actually getting on our list. The other one, the, the next one from 1988 is Thunder of Gigantic Serpent, which we talked about in our King of Snake episode. But it it is a recut film that splices in new scenes and actors from the legendary ripoff artist Godfrey Ho. Like I said, we talked about this awful English dubbing. Mm-hmm. throwing Caucasian actors into a, an, an Asian film and it, it did give us some amazing poster art but it doesn't bring much to the film like, like I said if we were going to actually review this one as well it would have scored one or maybe even two points lower than the five star rating we gave King of Snake so not not worth our time really <laughs> but if if you want to seek it out I mean it's it's basically King of Snake with some more action sequences or different action sequences. Miles, have you seen this next movie, 1989? I have. Deep Star 6. Yeah, so there there was a host of aquatic-themed horror movies in the late 80s, mostly inspired to beat James Cameron when he was making The Abyss. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this Leviathan and I think The Rift that were all kind of around the same time. And Deep Star 6 is a very fun movie. Um, yeah. I'm a fan of this one. Honestly, I'm a fan of all of that late 80s aquatic horror. They're, they're, they all have like Le- Leviathan. If you haven't seen it, definitely seek it out. You've got some phenomenal performances. Deep Star 6, I believe, has some really great actors in it. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking we should do this on the, the podcast because you've you've threatened and you've blackmailed me into adding on to our 1990s film list the movie deep rising which is i'm realizing they are so similar they are very similar as far as films go we, we maybe we should just do it in a bit like deep Star sis has a uh, miguel fair who oh, is yeah. always amazing and yeah I'm, I'm a huge fan of this movie actually yeah <laughs> like, like i said i'm a big fan of all that late 80s aquatic stuff that came like in in attempts to beat james cameron's the abyss Right. And they're all very different kind of movies. This one is much more of a monster movie. A Leviathan's more of a killer virus movie. And Abyss is its own thing. And The Rift is, it's kind of weird vibe. I, I remember it, but I feel like there's going to be an alien aspect to it. I don't remember. But Deep Star 6 is very fun. It's tough to call it a, a full-on kaiju film. There are monsters. If we're if we're accepting Deep Star Six, then I propose that, and I, I don't know if it's on our list or not, but Underwater better be on our list for the 2010s because not to spoil nothing, but there's a, a Papa Bear kaiju in that film. <laughs> it's not right now because uh, well, then, uh, it's, then it's on our list because there's a Papa Bear kaiju in that film. <laughs> I was about to say maybe we should do a just like <laughs> giant underwater <laughs> monster episode. Uh, I mean, talk about a bunch of it, it, it does a disservice to how good underwater is and how good Deep Star Six is. I look if you want if you want to make next episode like an in between thing for Deep Star Six, I am down. <laughs> I enjoy this movie oh, no. and I think it'll be fun. No, we we got to get to the nineties, my man. <laughs> Uh, um, and like yeah, said, this, this movie's a blast. If you want a, a a very fun, like the fun thing about underwater films is they're super claustrophobic because mm-hmm. you have that extra element of you're in the ocean, you're in the deep, and so anything that could, could go wrong, like monster wise, is doubly threatened because like if you're in a situation where something could affect your vehicle or your station, where and it air pressure, does. oxygen, <laughs> like yeah, and and it does. 
this is a really good thrower. I would equate it maybe more to a Tremors like, but not as big mm-hmm. because I, the monsters aren't kaiju sized. If I don't, if I don't, if I'm recalling correctly. No, no. And I think that's why we put Deep Rising on there is besides it being like the singular monster and it's big it is quite big but it also has like very unique features i i guess the deep star sick monster does as well but but no this, this movie is an absolute blast and if you haven't seen it die, treat yourself this is this is good <laughs> you have awesome performances by some very great seasoned character actors and you yeah you could not have a better time so honestly i'm happy you put this on the list because very few people talk about this film yeah, yeah, and it does come up in some kaiju lists in general, but yeah, not 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 all not all of them. The same thing with, like I said, Deep Rising does in some people's lists, but not not everybody. Yeah, and so a part of it is, yeah, you know, I'm a big Fangoria fan, and I listen to one of their podcasts, Colors of the Dark, and one of the podcasters who has been part of Fangoria for a very long time and has been a horror podcaster for a very long time, Doctor Rebecca McKendry, who has a doctorate in horror film is a big aquatic horror fan. So I've seen a lot of these aquatic horror films because of her recommendations. And mm-hmm. this one is, is an absolute blast. So yeah, let's, let's skip to the next section or otherwise we're going to get down a deep aquatic horror <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> well, the next section is to talk about the films that we did review and the scores that we gave and basically how they, they landed next yeah. to one another next to films like in, in the 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 genre of in the 1980s and I, i'm just wondering yeah what in general what were your thoughts on the the 1980s as far as like kaiju cinema goes miles i mean it's a quiet area era like outside mm-hmm. of godzilla returning really yeah there's not a lot there i mean mm-hmm. we're talking about a decade where we have what 10 films uh, 11 technically if you if we're counting That's... godzilla 1985 as two i'm not yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's not that's nothing. Mm-hmm. And so for, for an entire genre to have about 10 films, it's rough because and, and it's weird because I'm like, while two like specifically what like, well, you have one of the best kaiju films ever made is in this era. You have a lot of middling films. You have a lot of dreck. And I'm looking at the movies that we've covered and the movies that we've scored. We have two films above an eight or above. We have the return of Godzilla and Godzilla versus Biolante. You erroneously gave King Kong lives a seven or no, Mas- an eight masterpiece of a film. And I, I correctly gave it a six where it belongs. Yeah. And it, then it, I, I mean, it made we, the we, top, top five miles <laughs> King Kong lives. Of- I mean, again, there are 10 movies. <laughs> yeah, so the top a, five is not a bragging, right? There's a top five and there's a top 10 or bottom five, I guess <laughs> our, our least favorite films were, I, well, I guess our number one least favorite film in the 1980s was attack of the super monsters. It was hard. Yeah, to watch. That was, <laughs> it was real rough. bad. And I think rough. right behind that was King of snake, which I enjoyed a, a good deal more than attack of the super monsters. But I think you gave the same score. Yeah, I gave it the same score, but, but like King of Snake was certainly a more fun watch. Yes, I, I agree with you there. And then right above that, we had Gamera Super Monster and more of the Gone Monsters. Just both weird, uneven, <laughs> bad. So, movies, I mean, the thing but... about Gamera Super Monsters that that really, you know, messes with it is the fact that it's just an uneven so much compilation. compilation. Film. Yeah, so much. But 
at the same time, and what's why I gave it a straight five is that, you know, you have this great, like, you know, this Japanese wrestler playing one of the, the super heroines, the, the kind of magical girl aspect. But it's a, it's a, a decent compilation film if that's what you're looking for. But as a gamera film, it's kind of hot garbage. I honestly thought it was going to be worse. I, I I thought it was just going to bring the gamera series down like a whole point by itself. But it wasn't that bad. Um, I'm surprised by what our top three favorite movies are. I mean, not by the top two, but the 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 one that just snuck in there was Clash of the Titans in the number three slots. Which so here's the thing is I rate that as a a film more so than a kaiju film because mm. i i really wouldn't consider it a kaiju film i don't know i mean it it, it makes the list and it is a great representation of that stop i motion. mean it's the uh, again great film phenomenal special effects there's mm. so much stuff that looks good in this movie but it's not kaiju related we both commented how the kaiju kind of looked terrible but like <laughs> but like it. medusa and all the monsters look amazing i mean if you're adding clash of titans in we may as well put in deep star six <laughs> no it's so much more kaiju what's that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting a whole bunch of people emailing right now deep star six deep star six of course return of godzilla and, and godzilla versus violante are number two and number one films for the 1980s yeah. what a shock the film we gave a perfect 10 to is I, did, I didn't think there was going to be much competition for them i was like Man, no. maybe maybe some of these these other films will get sevens and eights but it was no. for the most part a lot of fours fives and and uh and in fact there's some movies that i'm seeing sixes. over over others that i'm like oh this this should be like i Pogasara should not be number six it should be below q and gamma super monster so, I mean, maybe surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, this is so far for us the worst reviewed decade of kaiju films. Um, not for me, surprisingly. Yeah, not, not for you. You actually dislike the 1970s more, which is um, weird. But but our average is for, for all these movies put together and averaged together it is a 6.1. We gave the 1970s an average of a 6.2, so one full point one better, a tenth of a point higher. So that, that not uh, not an incredible bragging rights. The 1950s got a 6.3, so one point above How? that. And then, uh, well, I mean, it's got Gojira and a ton of other. Yeah, you. I mean, it's, I guess it's, I guess it's weighted by the big one, but yeah. Well, we, we also added in because I um, I generally hated that. <laughs> we we also put in like King Kong and and um oh right Mighty right, right. We, we added all the yeah, yeah, yeah. so that that includes everything up until 1950 okay um, all the pre case uh, okay that makes and then sense. still our our favorite decade has been the 1960s maybe no surprise there mm -mm. but both I of don't ours, know if that's gonna I I don't know if that's gonna stick that's a favorite I got very close to making the 1980s one of my favorites though I gave the 1960s a 6.8 average and the 1980s a 6.7. I really threw off the curve there, Miles. I mean, what's weird is I also favored. I mean, I went from 5.7 to 5.8. So, I mean, I, I was improving <laughs> as well. Well, it's so um, funny. My, my, my scores are like really right down the middle there. I've, I've, uh, average between 6.5 and 6.8, you know, for all the decades. So I think that's just my average score in general. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the next decade is, I, 
honestly, my prediction for the 1990s is I think it might be our top rated decade. I think we're, I mean, yeah, for, for sure. For sure. No, no doubt. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the end of the episode. Uh, I just, oh, I, oh, okay. I, I love talking uh, about like how the podcast has kind of like shaped up. I, I am uh, honestly surprised that the eighties did so poorly in general because of, you know, we got a top 10 movie in there and there are just so few films, you know? Right. And like, that, that's the big thing is there's so few films and like some of the films we watched are kind of knockoffs and stuff. Cause I mean, the eighties is kind of one of my favorite decades of all time. Yeah. In, in general. But I mean, yeah. in terms of Kaiju cinema, it's kind of a ghost town. I mean, Godzilla comes back and that's for me really it. Well, and King Kong gets busy. You forgot about King Kong getting busy, Miles. Don't no, I didn't. I, I don't care that King Kong got busy. Uh, I <laughs> dislike King Kong immensely. Last um, uh, last season recap, the 1970s season recap, which was just like four months ago <laughs> on the podcast. We talked about Godzilla Showa complete because mm-hmm. we had finished the last Godzilla film in that series. It took us until 1980 to complete Gamera Showa. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about the Gamera Showa series, which is uh, how many movies is that? Eight, so eight, eight films in total from from 1965 to 1980. Uh, with this last one just coming very late. And yeah, I want to compare that to the Godzilla series and, okay. you know, surprisingly or not surprisingly, I guess I should say unsurprisingly, <laughs> we've rated the Godzilla films of the, uh, you know, 50s, 60s and 70s higher than the Gamera movies. Um, no, really? Our average for all the Godzilla Showa films put together I actually feel feels like it's high, but is an eight. You know, there's just there's multiple tens in there. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of nines and there's only two what I would call low scores, like a six. Yeah, uh, two I mean, sixes I, 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 are our lowest scores, actually, of the entire Godzilla Showa series. That's okay. that's as low as it goes. Whereas on the other side, the Gamera, our two lowest scores are fives, two fives. And those are the last two. Gamera Super Monster and Gamera versus Zigra. So maybe yeah. that math checks out is why our average for all the Gamera films is a seven, a full point lower than the Godzilla movies. And for the most part, it, that is also me inflating things a little bit, I think, because my my average was a seven point nine for Gamera films and yours was a seven. Well, we're a lot closer with the. The Godzilla movies, mine. Yeah, eight point one and eight point three. That's, eight point three and eight point one. About right. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing, and 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 part of that is you know I just I, there are so many Gamera movies that I just absolutely love and was I was boosting those up to eights and nines here and there, but yeah, I think that I mean that tracks. I think that is very accurate to audience and critic kind of reception of those movies. I wonder if that's going to when we look at the Heisei series. You know, there's there's a lot fewer Gamera films in general in, in both. I wonder if that's going to be be the same. I wonder if it's going to flip and we're going to see a higher Gamera in the, the 1990s than than Godzilla score. That's it, I, I am very curious to see what happens because there are great films in both franchises. I mean, again, like what I said last week, the, the Heisei era is especially with those two franchises is the golden age of Kaiju Eka. Like mm-hmm. 
I mean, it is definitive. And it's the, I would say the coming of Gamera, which is what I'm I'm looking at. I, I'm just going to segue here of what we're looking ahead to in season five. Yeah. Uh, because we got the 1990s coming. And it's weird because you don't initially think of the 90s as the kaiju decade. But this is actually like the most stat kaiju decade we have until maybe I mean, what we're I, living in right now. I, I feel it is going to be a, a second coming of the 1960s as far as, as quality is concerned, but also like international. You know, there, there's movies from from multiple countries. You get an American Godzilla for the first time in the 1990s. Love it or hate it, <laughs> mind you. And then just I, like a ton of knockoffs. So, and yeah, Miles, I, you'll be very happy. There's no really strong presence of King Kong in the 1990s. <sighs> you have to wait until Peter Jackson. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we have we have introducing Charlize Theron in Mighty Joe Young, which is a fun. I mean, I, I love the original Mighty Joe Young. That was a movie I gave, I think, a nine to. Yep. Um, very, high, very high score. So, I mean, I'm, I I think I saw the reboot maybe on the Disney Channel back in the day, but it's like going, I never. It's going to have been 20 years since I'd seen that movie as well. Yeah, it's, it's been it. a long time. So I'm curious to see what they, they do with it because I have no memory of that movie at all. I remember the advertising campaign, but I don't mm-hmm. remember this movie. Well, I will say outside of looking, I mean, because mm-hmm. yes, the obvious thing I'm looking forward to in the 1990s is rewatching the, the Heisei Godzilla movies and watching the Heisei Gamera movies, especially since, you know, in the last year, Arrow has put out this gorgeous uh, Blu-ray set for the franchise. And I am very excited to watch those in high definition for the first time. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking forward to one diving into some weird movies like Deep Rising that we talked about earlier <laughs> yeah, that I have bullied Patrick into putting on the list. Well, we've added some some odd ones indeed to to the list. Some knockoff films, but also you know, uh, oh, 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 uh, I'm not excited Tremors to talk on about our list, it. right? Oh, oh no, Tremors is on. Tremors yeah, is okay. on first. So, Spoilers, Miles. <laughs> I am super. That's next week. I episode. didn't realize. I, I I legit watched that with my like my nephew like two weeks ago because he I wanted watched to watch it last movie. month as well. Yeah, he he wanted to watch a monster movie. And that was one that was kind of approved by parents. And I, I cannot wait to talk about this because, you know, you and I were talking about, you know, what would make an American kaiju, like a legitimate American kaiju movie. And this kind of does that. It's yeah. it's more Jaws by proxy of kaiju I mean, that, type creatures. That's how they sold the movie. And but I, I see so many influences from oh, the 1950s kaiju American yes, monster films. But also, you have the best performances by Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. Like, the, yeah. Like, and also, Reba McIntyre, amazing in that movie. Well, and, um, and it gets into like, what is a kaiju? We talked about mm-hmm. it destroys buildings, you know? They're, they're huge, typically. And these are very big. It destroys big. children, too. It destroys, yeah, it destroys people. <laughs> they, they are also named. There are three in, in the Tremors movie we're going to talk mm-hmm. about, and each has kind of like personality Although, bits. And it, I, I will say it's the only Tremors movie, but we could do Tremors 2 Aftershocks as well. Nah. Um, uh, th- those they get smaller, you know. They do <laughs> they the get... graboids become like surface dwelling, but also Fred Ward and Tremors 2 Aftershocks is amazing. So <laughs> I'm I'm super stoked to talk about Tremors because I mean time has told on that movie. It's a movie that I saw as a kid and just freaking loved it. And it felt like 
no one kind of watched it until I got involved in the horror scene. It became like, oh, people love this movie. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm and I'm I'm not kidding. I am really excited to to legitimately and objectively talk about 1998's Godzilla. Mm. I feel like we should almost have an episode before that movie about the previously attempted Godzilla films Ooh. by an American producer or director. Maybe we'll do that for our holiday part of our holiday special. Month. We, we could, because I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited. That's, a, that's like right movie. before the, the Godzilla episode. I think if, if you want a little bit of a spoiler of how I'm likely going to lean, you can look up the old, the more you nerd episode about the 98 Godzilla movie. Hmm. I, I think it's, I think that movie is legitimately fascinating. It's an interesting case study. And yeah, I'm 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 also curious to see the other odd gems the '90s hold out for us. I I predict this might be our highest rated se- season. But Patrick, I, what about you? What are you looking forward to in the 1990s? I mean, I would like to put out a prediction, like what you think the average is going to be, because so far, you know, our entire podcast average, the highest has been the 1960s with a 6.5. I think this decade is going to get above a seven. I, um, I I actually I agree with you. I think it might um, go as and, high as and, you know, just like a seven point two or seven point three or something like and that. Sadly, but, I think it comes with the baseline of what special effects can do. I mean, there we have movies on this list that are absolute stinkers. They're knockoff films as well. But there's a lot of movies that I've never seen before, Japanese films that we are going to add to this list that I'm excited to to watch for the first time, including an Ultra Q film. Ultra Q the movie, which is coming oh, up. Are we watching the Ultra Q movie? Oh, that, <laughs> that is also in our. That's in 1990, so that's coming up very, very shortly. Spoilers I'm excited about that. For that, but also, yeah, uh, I'm looking at this list and I forgot about things that I I made you put on the list because you made me watch certain movies like Honey I Blew the Kid. <laughs> that's good on, that on the list. there. <laughs> well, we put the and once again, this is like influences in, in kaiju like films. We put 1997's The Relic on the list. And, you know, yeah, part of that it's because like 10 years later, we're going to look at the host, which also has like a very similar kind of monster in it and and in uh, a rampage while inside a building for for the relic, I think is is close enough of a, a kaiju like film that it it isn't going to be, you know, <laughs> bomb out as far as a terrible, terrible movie. Uh, Miles, I do see some ones, twos and threes coming. <laughs> on on this list and i just want to prepare you, you for them oh yeah we're, we're watching an animated musical kong movie with dudley moore in it the mighty kong from 1998 that's that is going to be a stinker <laughs> i don't uh, see that on the list where is that uh that's it's it's there oh, i see mighty joe young but i don't see the mighty kong is yeah it might be Oh yeah, there it is. Episode uh, one twenty six. We got we got a ways to go, but the 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 latter half of the nineteen nineties so, is not as good as the the first. So let's half. explain one thing, Patrick, because I've noticed three episodes, and so we have an episode dedicated to Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, and then so, we have an episode dedicated to Death and Rebirth, as well as End of Evangelion, and yeah. So am I have am I, do I have to watch the series and then the compilation movie <laughs> of the series? Well, we're we're going to do a mini sode on the the series itself, but we are I, I I would like to talk about them as film releases because they did get theatrical film releases as kaiju movies in 1997. Both of those they released. I um I I've okay. personally watched the original series before, so Same. 
I, I just want to talk about. Although that. I've watched all of this at some point in time, that's why yeah. I'm like, so, oh, do I have we, to experience this nonsense again? Well, we typically don't review the TV shows in the same way we we do the movies. Um, I mean, I personally think Evangelion is a ten out of ten series, but I'm very excited to review both of those films as films. I. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to talk about that because I have so many conflicted feelings. I I do agree that it's 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 a highly rated series. I I, I don't know. I I have conflicted <laughs> feelings about it. It's 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 it, it is what it is. Uh, uh, Zarkor the Invader, which I'm very curious about. Yeah, there's a bunch of bad movies I've I've never seen before. But I I, mean, I, I still I, I'm looking at stuff we have because we haven't even mentioned this. Mothra has her own franchise in the '90s, and they yeah. are also highly lauded. Yeah, no, I'm actually really excited about those. I love those movies too. I, I own some of them on on Blu-ray. Um, yeah, I think I'm I'm predicting above a seven average, and I I might go like I might get even closer to uh, to an eight. <laughs> for I, my I mean, I think I think that with what we are looking at, we're probably gonna. I I would not be shocked if we look we're looking at an eight um, for that decade. <sighs> Right. So, yeah, that is going to do it for season four, though. And episode 100 miles, uh, maybe because it there are so many hits this and and this was such a short period of time. This this decade just flew by for me personally. I I know the 70s were pretty rough on you, but at at least this was a short season. Right, Miles? And well, I wish we I mean, I mean, movies are just getting better and better as far Mm -hmm. as from from the 90s here so maybe i wouldn't wish that we could say we're halfway completed on our podcast journey but with just the films that have come out so far in 2023 we have over 230 episodes of this podcast like scheduled out into the year 2025 so yeah we we we're not halfway there (laughs) Uh, we have a, a whole bunch to go and they're just making more and more projects more and more legendary projects. One I and I didn't even know was coming was there's a an animated Skull Island movie or a TV show that is coming to Netflix like next week when we're recording this. It comes out <laughs> right, like the end of June. Yeah, so that I mean we're we we're gonna be around for a while. I I I told my wife that this podcast is probably gonna end in 2025, but by that time. The, there might be 20 more things that we have. Yeah, to th- there, there, there's more kaiju films in the works right now. So sorry, well, Patrick's wife. I know your <laughs> name, but I don't know if it's been mentioned on, on the show. So. <laughs> yeah, well, my wife is very caring. She's 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 willing to uh, allow me to do this podcast, but she doesn't want to watch all these kaiju movies with me. I can't blame her. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe at that point we go back. And we look at some more Ultraman when we uh, get towards <laughs> gets towards the end. But that's a that's a hundred episodes in the bag, Miles. Um, those early nineteen fifty ones definitely took us a while. It took us from September of twenty twenty one when we started the podcast to a little early into twenty twenty two. So maybe the better part of half of a year. And then we spent in the nineteen sixties over three dozen Daikaiju films. The better part of twenty twenty two, watching all of them. And then this year has been the 2023 has been all the seventies and the eighties films so far. And we're going to get through a lot of the, the nineties before the, the year's end. So we have been absolutely rocking through <laughs> Daikaiju <Yeah>. cinema. <laughs> 
And yeah, I think we are kind of at a turning point. It is interesting. This is coming about halfway through the, the podcast and at our hundred episode mark here last week was just such a good movie. And I think we're, we're going to see a, a major upturn for, for all of the rest of, of Kaiju cinema is, is going to be even better, uh, I guess. And may, maybe that's just us having grown up <laughs> from this point on <laughs> in the 1980s and 90s. And and having more nostalgia our own self, but I just think the movies get better too. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree. We we've got another thirty years of kaiju films ahead of us. Like I said, taking us up over episode two hundred. Two hundo. There are about thirty three films in the nineteen nineties. We're going to look at another twenty six from the two thousands, and. Believe it or not, there are about 40 episodes we have planned for the 2010s. The 2010s is like the biggest decade for, for Kaiju. It's pretty film. wild. I, you know, when we went about starting this project, I did not think there were going to be that many films uh, in, in the decade in, in total. But there's like there's a lot of Japanese ones. There's tons of asylum movies that we're sadly <laughs> going to look at. And that's, of course, when you get the legendary Godzilla movies starting up and yeah, there's just there's just a lot of projects. I don't know. I, I can't believe there's so many projects, but like I said, both Japan and the US just cranking out kaiju movies. We've already talked about how we both think some of the best kaiju films are about to come up. So, yeah, I'm very, very helpful, very excited for this next season, the next 100 episodes, Miles and I wanted to thank you uh, again for going on this journey with me. It's been so long since we talked about, you know, we just kind of just yeah. jumped into doing this one day. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we we had talked about it. Like, I remember the impetus of the podcast where we, oh, that's, this, this is a good idea. I would love to do that. It's and an then you're like, hey, by the way, uh, are you free X day? And I was like, oh, I guess we're we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I hoodwinked you into a a third podcast with your friends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so we do so much together. <laughs> so if you guys want to be a part of the podcast conversation out there, rate this podcast, listen to our podcast. We got a couple between us. Comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. It it, it helps us get through watching the bad films when we know people are listening and people are enjoying what we're doing. As always, feel free to reach out to us via email at Kaiju versus history at gmail.com or on Twitter at Kaiju versus history. And you can check out about a hundred reviews on our letterboxd account at this point, as we have scores up for everything that we have ever looked at in a five star format. So, you know, a, a 10 is a five star. And I'm I'm going to throw this out here. Join the Cosmic Crit Discord. We have a Kaiju vs. Oh. History channel, and we are all active on there. It's a lot of fun. We've had some people join up talking more tokusatsu stuff, which I'm always happy to discuss. But yeah, come hang out with us. Yeah, we're friend, there every day. Friend Jax is, is going through some of the, the films there and <laughs> says... Uh, my Google history now includes looking up the nipple scene from the Yeti movie. I have regrets. <laughs> oh, I mean, regrets as, as, as well. You should. We have a few. <laughs> and I think we've steered enough people clear 
to not spend their time watching Queen Kong. So they both Queen the, Kong. they're not going to. That song is so catchy, though. Miles, that's going to do it for uh, for season four, episode 100. What's what are we doing as we kick off season five, the 1990s? Well, I kind of already spoiled this by yeah. accident. <laughs> we'll be talking about a lot of what's to come here. So, I mean, join us next week as we enter the 1990s. Uh, we're going to have to look under our feet for a giant monster worm. That's right. Join us next week. I can't wait. For History versus Tremors. Tremors.